these movies that seem so well thought out and wonderful are just written on the fly. I love when they're like, oh, we were just winging it. Like, but you made a masterpiece. You made a masterpiece. One of the best action movies of the last decade you made twice. <sighs> and you were winging it? Welcome to episode 46 of Straight to Series. My name is Connor. And I'm in. And welcome. How are you guys? Come on in. Yeah, come on in. The water's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's toasty. It is. It's toasty, baby. It's quite warm in this room, I have to say. It's actually very warm. Yeah, it and has. it's like 10 p.m. It's still really warm. Yeah, it's strange. And quite bright outside. Yeah. yeah that's Ireland, though. The weather's crazy right now. Yeah, it is. It's all over the place. It's schizophrenic. Yes, the schizophrenic really weather. There's mm. a weatherman going, I don't know! I don't know, man. I don't know! I don't know. I can't be accountable for whatever I say right now. <laughs> I can't be held accountable. Because I'll be wrong. Yeah, he's like, the weather will happen tomorrow. <laughs> it will happen. It will be mild. It will. It's so, it's always mild. Yeah, it's always mild. It's mild, yeah. There's an episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm where uh, uh, Larry suspects that the weatherman is telling people it's going to be rainy so he can get a clear day on the golf course the next day. And I'm like, that's genius. That is if I was genius. a weatherman, that is fucking genius. Gotta watch that show. You should. It's on now TV. Oh. Yeah, check it out. Almost. Anyway, today on Straight to Series podcast, we are going to be talking about the King of Staten Island. We're going to review the King of Staten Island. Review it. Ed, the Five Bloods as well. The Five Bloods, Spike Lee's new Netflix yeah, movie. Yeah, it came out on the 12th, which is yesterday, which it's is Friday. that yeah. we have a Spike Lee movie on Netflix. Oh, it's crazy. Just but added to the list of like those big time directors. Like We got Martin Scorsese on Netflix, Netflix movie I know. last year. It's, spoiled. I know, spoiled for choice. Coen Brothers? And those directors are spoiled as well, though. They're like, how long do you want it to be? Yeah, whatever. How much money do you need? Yeah, well, sh- take an extra 100 million Take there. an extra. We're not looking to make a profit for another 10 years. <laughs> Boom, there Boom. we go. And, and uh, Disney Plus is just breathing down their neck. Disney Plus is like, we have more. <laughs> <laughs> more uh, money. More money. And then we're going to finish up with Tom Cruise in space. Cruise in control. Space. Cruise control, baby. Um, yeah, we're going to just discuss Tom Cruise actually going to space. Mm-hmm. Because he's done everything else yeah, in the he, world. Yeah, and before he becomes too old to do stunts, which for me, so I think it should have been ten years ago. I know, but it's not. But whatever fetus he's eating every oh, morning, I don't fucking no, yeah. I know those stem cells dining on the on the young, basically <laughs> all the time, just taking souls. The of, fountain of youth in his basement. Yeah, he's like yeah, and it's called some young child. This is so stupid, but as a reference, but you know the witches in Stardust, and they're like trying to. Yeah, and he's just trying to eat the heart of a fallen star. Or whatever. I don't mock him. That's a Matthew Vaughn movie. It's a fucking great movie. I, 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 I it was for my Gay De Niro. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? I saw that movie for my twelfth birthday, and I was like, and why? Like all my, it wasn't even my twelfth birthday. It was younger than that, and uh, I, I saw it with like all my friends from school and my parents, and I was watching. And I was like, this is a very violent movie. This is not what I expected at all. And they were probably like, this is not what we expected as well. No. So you watch the trailer, you're like, oh, this is so friendly. Yeah, this and, is so kid friendly. And then you actually watch it, and I, I was worried after the trailer that I was like, did I pick a lame movie to bring my friends to? And then we started watching. I was like, this movie's great. Okay, I'm strapped in. I'm ready I'm to go. Strapped in, ready to go, ready to rock. Um. But yeah, that's what we'll be talking about today. And then we'll throw in some movie news at some stage, you know. Yeah, we might just do quick fire there'll be, movie news. There'll be little tidbits in between everything we say as we normally do it. You as know, do. You well, know how it is. Let's get to The King of Staten Island. Yes. Nearly forgot the name of the movie yeah, there for a minute. Me too. <laughs> oh, so we'll do spoiler-free reviews. 
obviously. Yeah. Good uh, shout there, Because yeah. I just came out, so uh, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, we're not going to spoil anything. We aren't, even though... Expe- it, except for the quality of the movie. Yeah, exactly. We're going to spoil the quality our, for you. Our opinion when it comes to the quality of the movie. And thankfully, um, we both have good things to say about both these movies, mm. which is nice because... I've, which is, it's refreshing because we... we we reviewed Snowpiercer yeah. uh, last week, yeah. the TV series, and we're just like, it's it's bad when you're just only saying bad things about something. I know. It's not fun. No. It's actually not fun. It isn't fun. And yeah, even listening back to that, I was thinking like, oh man, like it, it, the problem, like you pointed out in the last episode, but the problem with the TV series is that the movie exists and our entire review is basically <laughs> watch the movie. Watch the movie. Watch the movie yeah. instead. Yeah. It's bad. Um I mean, you know, this is why we're not on Rotten Tomatoes, though. I know. I know. <laughs> also, because we don't score it. Yeah, what, true. What would our scoring be? We should do something like awkward, like score it like out of eight or something. Out of seven and a half. Out of seven and a half, yeah. <laughs> seven and a half is the max you can get. Out of pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, it's full pie. It's full pie. This full is pie. half pie. This is quarter pie. Quarter pie. But even then, that adds a, like, people could understand quarter pie that's one out of four you know we I have, know even though I'm talking about pie is in the three point I know yeah yeah exactly seven uh, and a half though seven and a half yeah that's out the, of seven and a half <laughs> that is oh, it's I, like I was telling you there's a guy I know and he'd be like what would you give that out of five yeah and I'd say three and he goes but what would you give it out of ten and I go six well double it it's six <laughs> yeah, and go yeah. oh uh. do you know how maths works it's so stupid. Basic. Just do it out of 10. <laughs> Just do it out of 10. Out of 10 yeah. or out of 100. That makes yeah. sense to me. I hate the A to F scale. Oh my God. Hey, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourselves, guys. What are okay. you doing? We don't all grade that way. Yeah. And First of all, we're not in school. Yeah. And it's it's so elitist. It's I I hate it. Yeah. Because whenever someone goes, say, B minus, I'm mm. like, but what is that? Yeah. Out of 5 or out of 10, what is that? What is that? Put that on a scale for me. I shouldn't have to do work to figure out what you're scoring this movie. And it's because I have a feeble mind and a D was good for me in school. I was like, I didn't fail. I didn't fail. I got 40%. I didn't fail. You know, I, I got didn't... a D. Woo! Or C. Yeah. Sometimes you can just dip into the D. Hell yeah, but baby. But it's, it's over 40%. So in my head, I'm like, wait a minute, I grew up on Ds, man. Yeah. Not double D, sadly. Dip into the D is what I say to women I'm trying to chat up. You're dipping into the D? No, as in like, would you want to... You're wanna, dipping your D. Do you want to dip into some D? In their V. In, in D in your V? Yeah. I've definitely used that before. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's worked 100% of the time. It's my go-to, man. Just crushing it over here on a daily basis. You know me. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of people who are crushing it on a daily basis, Pete Davidson. <laughs> Pete Davidson. We were having this discussion of why do we kind of not like Pete Davidson? Yeah, I, like, Could it be that the rumours are he's got a massive penis and he only fucks really, really hot women? Yeah, or he only fucks women, as he says, with very small hands. Very <laughs> that, Yeah. That's what Ariana Grande, that's what he said about her, Stop right? Stop being so humble, man. I know, yeah. Makes you- me dislike you even more but that was the thing I actually I've, I kind of like Pete Davidson I've seen him in other things and not in TV and anything but I've watched like not even his comedy but just some of some of the stuff he's in I've just grown to like him about like I, SNL like that? on SNL Wild and Out he's always on yeah he's <laughs> always, always like okay yeah he's on Wild and Out but it's, it's even he looks more, like snow on that yeah, show he really does <laughs> no but even more like candid I think it's just interviews when he's actually talking to people I'm like I quite like this guy he's yeah. charismatic but you were saying like you I have I have an unreasonable disliking for yeah. this guy and then I really thought had. about it had yeah, yeah. had that's yeah that's very uh, important yeah 
phrasing there, I had a very unreasonable disliking for him. And I think it's just because every time I read something about him, it's about how he has a massive dick yeah. and how he's fucking Ariana Grande. Or Kate Beckinsale. Or Kate Be- Beckinsale. <laughs> like, who's next? Marissa Tomei? Potentially. I mean, listen, he he's so charming. But it's such a stupid guy way of viewing someone. I know. That's, I mean, but that's how I view him. Speaking of, I'm going to type in now Pete Davidson girlfriend, see who he's dating Just now. Just can't stand his sexual prowess, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if his girlfriend's Meghan Markle or something like that. I like how I'm, I'm intimidated through a TV screen, you know? Like, <laughs> it just shows how insecure I am, if anything. He's dating Kaya Gardner. Oh, just, I don't know. You can throw up an image of her. She's fucking stunning, as always. Um, I'm not surprised there. But yeah, anyways, the King of Stan... Is that, is that Kaya? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, yep, there you go. I wouldn't subscribe to that now. No. I'm not into that beautiful, kind of symmetrical, conventionally uh, good-looking, model, great teeth. Yeah, great legs. Great legs. Yeah. Yeah, No. Probably got an extremely great sense of humor if she's with him. <laughs> Probably. I know oh, that sounded like I was mocking him. I actually meant because he's really funny. He is hilarious. I wasn't saying like that he's like a two and she's a ten. You know that way. Like, it kind of sounded like that. I was like great sense of humor. It was once That's again. the best joke she's ever said. It's going out with him. Like, that's... <laughs> you reverted back to your hatred of him for yeah. a second there. This sorry, sorry. I've just Get reignited it for you. You yeah. know, King of Staten Island. He's charming and likable and relatable. And then I show you who he's dating, and you turn into an asshole around him again. <laughs> like fuck this guy. No, but uh, the King of Staten Island. We should probably gets the actual thing the king of staten island is a judd apatow directed pete davidson penned movie yeah he's co-writer on it he is co-writer on it and um, his original draft was apparently all fart jokes and then he said 90 minute fart jokes 90 minute fart jokes and then who's the other writer we should probably shout him out if we're talking about the script um dave Sirius and judd apatow came in and turned it around and gave it some yeah. heart and i think uh, dave might even be the co-writer with Pete Davidson oh, when I it was see. fart jokes gotcha. as well and then Judd came in and was like here let's just work this out let's make just, this yeah. a real thing with some emotional beats but uh, yeah this movie is like it's been getting like 70% is what I see yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes yeah it's on 70% of Rotten Tomatoes which I think is actually kind of 71, low, low 71% it's I think people might have a stigma when it comes to Judd Apatow at this point yeah. in his career totally he's kind of became this substandard two hour two hour plus comedy that yeah. kind of just rests in the middle and then that middle starts to sag mm. you know what I mean unless it's, this is 40 speaking of sagging but uh, hey you leave <laughs> Leslie Mann uh, alone I wasn't talking about Leslie Mann I was talking about 40 year olds in general oh okay Leslie Mann's enough. a lovely lovely she woman she is lovely yeah holding it up to this day yeah and her daughter is in the King of Staten Island. So Leslie, Allen, uh, Leslie Mann is married to Judd Apatow and their daughter, uh, Maud Apatow, Apatow, is in this. She's 22 years of age. She plays his sister. I, I checked her age because I was like, she's a very attractive young lady. Yeah, she Who is. has some questionable, um, <laughs> we, I don't know, relationship with her brother yeah, in it, Pete Davidson. You pointed, you pointed it out and then I agreed with it when you said it, but... There are times in this movie they're playing brother and sister and she is almost looking at him. Sexual tension tension for some reason. Their eyes meet and it lingers for a little too long and I was like, are they about to... (laughs) Is that this type of movie? Maybe. (laughs) You were saying though, as Judd Apatow... He took his dad loss very hard. Hell yeah. No, him and the sister. Fuck. (laughs) But no, really, they do actually have some sexual chemistry which is a bit odd 
But she's really good in this. She's great. Because you know the way you go, oh, clearly we know how she got her start. Yeah. Her dad. You see, Yeah, and you kind of think, it's like Sofia Coppola in The Godfather Part 3, you know? So, except yeah. it, this one worked out. This one worked out where she's like actually really, really good and believable. because yeah. straight away I was cynical about it where I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, oh. We, I know why she's in this. And then she's doing work. Like, she's really yeah. good in this. And also you made the good point where you're like... Uh, if I was Judd Apatow, I wouldn't put Maud anywhere near Pete Davidson with his reputation. With his reputation? Yeah. His sexual reputation? Yeah. Like, don't let him see your... Uh, do, do not flash my daughter. Yeah. How dare you? Do I'm, not... Just, that should be a normal rule anyway. Yeah. I mean... But with, with the... I feel like The that, intensity that's coming from your jocks right now. I feel like that doesn't just extend to the Apatow <laughs> women. I feel like don't flash... Just in general. Don't flash in general is like a solid rule to live hey, by. Hey, where's Leslie? Where's Leslie, man? <laughs> yeah, do you think Leslie... Hey, ma- where's Leslie, man? Man. Man, do you think she was allowed visit Seth? Because he uh, was probably a bit worried. Because he like, he's got a taste for milf. He, yeah, he does. Yeah, or maybe his taste is satiated. Why go for more milf when you've had Kate Beckinsale as your milf? Yeah, you started at the top. Yeah, you're not that Leslie going, Mann is going know, down in any way, but like remaining at the top. Yeah, you're just remaining on <laughs> you top. You peaked, and you're gonna peak again. Yeah. You're just gonna stay at that peak. Yeah, but like this movie is really good, and uh, we were saying like the Judd Apatow has a formula, and. We're not going to say that this completely changes his formula at all. In fact, there is a very clear Apatow formula throughout this whole movie. But everyone who's acting in it is, like, very real. And, like, it, the the dialogue in it especially and how people are interacting with each other is so real that they're putting movie tropes and, like, a solid movie base. But they're putting a realistic spin on it that I've never seen before and it gives the movie a lot of heart. The conversations are, they feel realistic. They actually feel they like two people talking, not two yeah. actors reading off a script. Yeah. And I I was saying to you, I actually find this to be the the least Judd Apatow movie Judd Apatow's ever made. Yeah. Because I was looking through his, his uh, filmography there mm. and like funny people and This Is 40, mm. they seem like the same movie to me in certain ways where there's that massive slump and you're like, this hasn't ended yet. Yeah. Oh, it's running over two hours long. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going well over two hours long. Where I guess 40 Year Old Virgin was his first movie, and that just that feels actually like the outlier. I know. Because that's just a, a basic comedy, and I think it's great. I think it's great, but that's yeah. just a basic comedy. And then he started to infuse emotional weight. So you got like knocked up, knocked up funny people, and this is 40. Mm. They have a specific template. Totally. I think the Judd Apatow template, I see. Trainwreck, it kind of changes a bit, but it's still a long. Maybe it's just because um, Barry actor. Oh, hey, Bill Hader. Bill Hader's so good. In it. He is so He's good. So in good. In it. It. And Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer's really say. good. In it. She's yeah. super fit for that as well. Yeah, she did. She and I remember reading those interviews about how she's saying, "This is not how I naturally look. Like yeah. I'm actually putting work into to get down and look like." She's not model tin, but she's obviously a girl that finds it hard to keep weight off. Sorry, actually, everyone in Trainwreck is doing work. John Cena's in that, and he's fucking hilarious. He's hilarious. He's so good. That was our first introduction to how funny he actually can yeah. be. Except Le- for, obviously, if you're watching WWE. Obviously. And LeBron James is hilarious in yeah. it. And yeah. Colin... Ooh, Colin Quinn is her dad. I don't know who he is. He's her, He's the redheaded... He's her dad in Trainwreck. It's been so long since oh, okay. I watched he's Trainwreck. Red hair. He's like a really loud comedian as well. He's very funny, like okay. an old comedian. Pineapple Express, I'd say. But see, he's a producer on that. Just oh yeah. He's... So it's, there's a difference where these yeah. guys. I'm talking about like knocked up. He directed. You know? Oh sorry, knocked up you're just funny looking... people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is forty. He direct. He wrote and directed. Yeah. All three of them. Where Trainwreck, I think, does take a little bit of a detour, um, than his normal template. But the King of Staten Island. This is the way I think he should go on. 
yeah. making movies. Like it's so natural, and as you said, you still have that Judd Apatow flavor to it. Yeah, where you're like it's a Judd Apatow movie. I can get it. I can kind of see the directing style being the same. Yeah, but there's something about this movie that I. It's the first one in a long time. Since the 40-year-old virgin, I've gone, like, this is great. Yeah. This is some good stuff this right here. This is some really good stuff. And, like, the movie, like, it was strangely poignant for me. Like It is. So yeah, it really is. It really is. Like, because you're looking at it and you, you sort of... I was kind of connecting with Pete Davidson in a way, especially in this. He's like, this is my life if I never found comedy. That's what he says. Like, yeah. he wrote this movie as if he never found comedy and never left Staten Island. So he's 24, kind of in a rut and everything. And it's like oh, Jesus, I'm seeing parts of myself in this, you know? And, and that's where you kind of go, but in a Judd Apatow movie, everyone's, like, super successful yeah. but still complaining. Yeah. What? Wait, this guy's not... He's living in his, his mother's basement. Yeah. He's a drug addict. Yeah. He looks awful at times, yeah. you know? Things are not going his way in any direction. Yeah, he's fu- he's mentally fucked up and He's everything. mentally fucked up. He's yeah. got Crohn's. Yeah, he does, and... He's he's seriously struggling. Where in these yeah. other Judd Apatow movies, mm. they're supposed to be struggling, but they're so uber successful at mm. the same time. You're like, I don't relate to anything like this. Anything and you do, no conversation feels like a natural conversation. Totally, this is completely different. Like when you talk about this is forty, which is the, like your Judd Apatow, like you're always like this is forty ruined it for me. You were I'm saying still watching the taste of that movie yeah. on my mouth. You were saying about the jobs though. What what are their jobs in that again? They're like Paul Rudd's job is he has his own, he runs his own record label yeah. first of all that's not a normal job <laughs> let's just can we just like can we just talk about that for a second like that's that, not a normal job that's what we did before the podcast we were like oh, our record label you know we've done enough with that so now we're going to try our hand yeah. at podcasting and it's know? an independent record label but it's not an independent record label ran in some guy's basement where he's really struggling yeah. he's got his own building he's got his own staff I know it's still an independent record label next to EMI or yeah. Sony Chris O'Dowd works for him. But this is not a relatable job. This is like, okay, even like Chris O'Dowd works for him. That's still a really interesting and strange job that not a lot of people have working at a record label. But though this guy runs his own record label. I remember his office in that movie being super nice. So, so nice. Yeah. And he's just angry all the time. And I'm yeah. like, look at your, your environment. He's like, why are we not succeeding? And he's in, he's like <laughs> surrounded <laughs> by success. Oh, yeah. he, he's in his hot tub going, oh my God, it's just not warm enough. There's not enough bubbles. The crux of, yeah, there's not Can enough bubbles. Can we just bubbles. talk about there's not enough bubbles? I remember the emotional moment at the end of that movie where like, you know, in like sometimes in comedies and things like that, there's some big violent accident and then all of a sudden someone comes to a realization he crashes his bike yeah. isn't that it he just like falls off yeah. his bike and he gets a little hurt and then the movie ends after that and it's like oh and like his wife Leslie Mann yeah in it she's um, she owns her own fashion store owns and designs and designs that's where you're going alright so she designs the dresses and she can run her own store she has her own staff as well mm. I'm like that's not relatable so both of them have these like, see that's the problem it's not like you can see Judd Apatow's experiences and success bleed into these scripts yeah and I know you should like I'm not going to shame the man for being successful like no. fair play to you but it's so unrelatable mm. that everyone in Hollywood's like, I understand the plight of, of these people. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, that's the but thing. But not the normal, the, the normal cinema goer is kind of going to be like, uh, what? so what's wrong here? Is it because they're too attractive? <laughs> it's, it's the problem is that This Is 40 is based on his real life experiences. So yeah. there has to be, in order for him to convey this, there has to be a level of success that these characters have reached that in order for them to experience the same things as them, which is not relatable in any way. It's not relatable. And I'm not even saying, right? Excuse me. I'm not saying that um, rich people are happy. 
No. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's not a thing. Like, you're not just going, oh, but they're rich or they're happy. But it's, it, the problem is, like, it's all about the, even their jobs. It's about their jobs a lot Everything of the time. Everything is about, it's about the jobs and, like, them it's one, struggling to be intimate as well. Also, the movie's just not funny. <laughs> but it what, isn't. But what, when you watch the whole movie, for me, I just keep thinking, if they just stopped for a second mm. and looked around they, and maybe calmed down for a minute and go, wow, got a beautiful family. Yeah. Got a beautiful wife. She got a beautiful husband. Yeah. Like, a beautiful man. Yeah. Who's not going to age. No, never. Yeah. Got, you got that guarantee. Whatever deal Paul Rudd made with the devil, like... It's, it's working. It's working for him. Whatever you're doing, don't change it. Don't change it at all. Don't change it. And you got a beautiful house. Yeah. And you got these ex- special jobs that yeah. most people don't... You're the 1%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so just it, chill for a second. They don't give you like... You know the way she goes for a mammogram? Yeah. If she had cancer. Yeah. No, there's something relatable. Even totally. though the rich are like, yeah, well, not all the money in the world... Like, all the money in the world is not just going to cure your cancer if yeah. it's terminal you know that way like that's an interesting story mm-hmm. but I'm just trying to fix it I'm already yeah, trying to you fix are. it you you're, trying to, you're trying to make a movie that's uninteresting interesting and sorry I know that's a long way of saying Staten Island just is completely different it like, is he is he is just such a normal relatable person and Everyone the idea is. of Pete Davidson not finding comedy yeah. this is how his life may have gone yeah. and his a bit- friends are not the the, the they're not the smartest best. people in the world not they're, the sharpest knife in the drawer they're well-meaning idiots really you know and he's just he's uh pete davidson you know he's loved tattoos and everything and it, so he's like if i didn't find comedy then i'd probably try and be a tattoo artist so he's like practicing on his friends but and he's everything he's not a great tattoo artist either he's you know not, so his passion no. he's still struggling yeah to uh develop his passion so but, he's not like he's just oh well he's a naturally gifted that's another yeah. in, in Joe Dapato movie usually yeah. he'd just be a naturally gifted tattoo artist yeah he's not naturally gifted even in the movie they kind of address it where he's like is that something like you actually do or like a character asks him and he's like well actually you know you gotta work at it and I work at it so and I do yeah. like doing it you know and then he's and it's like, hard to practice yeah tattooing people totally and uh, that's the thing like most tattoo artists are covered in tattoos because you practice on yourself. That's yep. what you're supposed to do. You're the canvas. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's also a bit of background to Pete Davidson. We spoke, I think we said it before, but we should probably say it in the review. His dad was actually a first responder for 9-11. Uh, yeah. During firefighter. 9-11, a firefighter, and he died. His name was Steve. It was Scott. 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 Sorry, sorry. His name was Scott. Uh, Scott. Uh, Davidson, Scott, I Scott da- It is Scott Davidson, yeah. Um, and... Uh, his character's name and this is Scott it's Scott which yeah. is just a beautiful yeah, way of totally and it actually is dedicated to him at the it's end dedicated spoiler to, alert <laughs> yeah spoiler alert it's dedicated to his dad and it is it's like it's semi-autobiographical yeah and I think it's um, he says he. I've heard him talk about this and he was like this is a movie that I can only write now having dealt with this thing in my real life yes where like this movie is kind of about the pain that is still there since losing his dad you know it's a lot of paternal energy and everything and, and there's a lot of like people thinking he's over it and yeah. that he's just normal again yeah. but he's not he's you know not that way normal. like that just yeah. doesn't pass it and doesn't pass it's just something that you learn to bear with and even it's not about getting normal it's just about being able to deal with things in a way and moving on you know yeah. and growing a little bit and we should say like we talked about Pete Davidson how great he is but everyone is killing it in this movie uh, Pete Davidson and Marissa Tomei are great the girl who plays his girlfriend Belle Paoli is that her name she's amazing yeah, Bell Paoli is his girlfriend. She's awesome, and Steve Buscemi is in it because he's a real fireman. He was a real firefighter. Yeah. He was a fucking. He's a real life hero. He's a real life hero. Steve and it's Buscemi. so good to see Steve Buscemi in it. And you know what? They don't even give him like they don't give him this. Uh, 
I don't know, a mantle. Like he's just, he's just there. He's just kind of there. there, and he shows up when he shows up, and that's it. And his performance is like underplayed in yeah. a way, but in, in, in perfectly, you know. Totally, and that's why it just seems real. He's a real dude. But I love that, like to me, Steve Buscemi. Whenever, whenever he's in a movie, I'm like, it's Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Usually it's an Adam Sandler movie, so I'm like, what the fuck? But, but that's what I'm thinking. When Steve Buscemi shows up in an Adam Sandler movie, Adam Adam Sandler's like, we're gonna make you the weirdo, <laughs> and it still doesn't taint his brand. No, because everyone knows that Steve Buscemi's a cool guy. He's a real life hero, and yeah. he's a great actor. He is just a great actor, but. I saved the best for last. I deliberately left someone oh, off that I'm list. Sorry, I meant to say yeah. is you don't give his character like a podium. No, you know not at all. He's not like, oh, Steve Buscemi just entered the room. No. And I know I know where you're going he's with actually, the last. Say, Steve Buscemi is, you know, he's he's understated in this movie, but I deliberately left someone off the list of actors because there is another man in this. Who? Bill Burr. Billy Big Balls Burr. Billy Big Balls. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Billy. Billy Big Balls. I was so so happy to say he's in the entire movie. He's like the he's, uh, he's, he's the, the second on the call. He's sheet. like the second lead, basically. Maybe I, I him just, and Mercito maybe. I don't know. I think he has more screen time. Yeah. I, if you were to go go by screen time, I say it's Pete Davidson and then Bill Burr. And maybe character arc as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I was so glad to see Bill Burr play a three dimensional character and be brilliant. Yeah. I was so I was going. Oh, oh, he's in more. Oh, he's in more again. Because yeah. you know he's he's always that little bit character. Yeah, totally. And you see him in different things, and it's like, hey, it's Bill Burr. It's I mean, Bill Burr. He's totally memorable, and you're like, oh, that was great. But now it's nice to have a performance to point to, where I was like, you know, Bill Burr. Yeah, he's in that, and he's actually really, really good in it. He's you got know? a full character arc. Yeah, and and I was only saying to you there earlier on that I'm so used to seeing Bill Burr just step in and out. Yeah. So he he steps in he's great in this bit role yeah. and then he's gone so you don't have time to really see where his character would go and if he's really that good at acting or yeah. is he just playing himself for a minute totally and he's always good I'm always wanting more yeah. and this is where this was the real litmus test of like what's his acting ability truly like and it's great really good I was so glad I was he, so glad I was like please make him awesome in this and he was he nailed he was. it and much like everyone else in the movie he feels like a real guy mm-hmm. like I watched I was watching this whole movie and I'm like, I know these people. Like, I know people like this. I know the situation and I can relate to lots of different people. So it was... And he wears a mustache. Well... They slag him in the... He's got that lip carpet, man, and it looks so good. He plays a fireman, so obviously you got to get a mustache, you know? I like that the young guy who was in uh, American Crime Story, or is that... That's what it's called, the fake documentary series. Oh, he's in, like, the first one. The first one was... American Vandal. American Vandal, that's it. I haven't seen it, it, but I'm just trying to... Yeah, you are. Thank you. Decipher what you're saying. You helped me, you helped me. But he's one one of the fire attendant guys, and even he's the young one who's, like... He, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil a joke or whatever. But but which one is this guy? He's the younger guy who's like he's the, got a the smaller dude. He's no, no, yeah, he's smaller and he's like basically, yeah, he's, the canvas he, for yeah his practice and tattoos. Oh no, no, no! In in the fire station, you know all the firefighters. Yeah, he's 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 the young firefighter. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, he's yeah. In the first season he looks of American like he used Vandal. to be the newbie. Yeah, basically, he's the newbie uh, he, in the movie. Former newbie until until yeah yeah wait, yeah yeah, yeah 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 former newbie. So um. Yeah, he's in it, and even he has like a tiny little like he's attempting to grow. He's a mustache. got a practice. Stash. I know, I love that. He's got I, a practice stash. It's such a fireman thing, but uh, yeah, Bill Burr is great in this, and he's again so real and uh, loads of improvisation. Yeah, which on is this. awesome. And you, we were figuring out like little moments where yeah. like that has to be Bill Burr. Yeah. That has to be Bill Burr. And he has some great moments in it. And there's been there's a few. I know the line that's in the trailer is knock knock. Yeah, who's there? 
not your dad <laughs> yeah that's, like, that's in the trailer and that was improvised yeah. on the spot by the the young actor i don't know yeah. he's one of the one of his friends he's actually on one it. of his real life friends i think really yeah a, oh, a lot of those guys are real life friends and his his granddad shows up at one <laughs> yeah. stage and it's so his granddad yeah. I was calling I was like is that his uncle I didn't know if it was his granddad but yeah. I was like that, he's that's he's related it's because of his mouth it's his whole he's mouth he's got that huge mouth yeah and you're like that's Pete Davidson's real granddad and then when he's like I actually think he's funny you know when his granddad has such a New York accent as well yeah. and um, his, his mother's in it his mother is in it and she looks right down the barrel of the camera yeah. which I love yeah it's so funny but um, it's a cameo though she doesn't like his actual granddad has a speaking role in yeah, it. yeah. and he, I don't know if you've seen I think it was Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon yeah uh, Pete Davidson was talking about how his granddad since he got like a voice role yeah he got paid for it yeah but he had to wait three months so his granddad kept ringing <laughs> when am I getting paid? and going like yeah, yeah I, I know you're an actor and you're in it and all like yeah. that and I'm your granddad but like you know a job's a job as <laughs> we keep saying a job's a job job's a job I should get paid for it because <laughs> Pete Davidson's saying like it takes around three months before you actually get paid yeah. in the acting industry I just love his granddad ringing like, well you know I don't want to complain but a job's a job <laughs> and I think we were saying like he was he was gloating his granddad was gloating saying you know you've made it when they got lamb chops on set and stuff like that and like ah oh. you know I can just hear that that's like a real thing I yeah. when I used to be in a band we went on a tour with this band that was way bigger than us mm-hmm. so we had a rider and writers like all the food that they yeah. leave and my dad was just so impressed by this he ate so many sandwiches mm. so many he, he wasn't even hungry <laughs> he's like they're free yeah. so you need to be eaten gotta eat those sandwiches and it just reminds baby. me of that when the granddad saying like oh they got lamb chops yeah. you know on set yeah. it's like my dad's like oh my god there's free food Yeah, he was, he was drinking Heineken all the time like he was just like they're, they're free have, and he'd be taking shit <laughs> back to the hotel room like he'd be taking to, to be a six pack at Lucas he's like oh no, shit no I want that well, well we're taking it yeah of course we're you taking it you know and he's so funny like he was just like free shit yeah. free shit I have to eat it and every time we play a gig and we come back into the dressing room and he'd be just sitting there bloated <laughs> like looking at the sandwiches because there's still more left you oh, know and yeah. he's like they have I'll to have be, you they have, have to you. be finished I'll have you next <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah it's nice to see a movie like this because uh, there's a lot of heart in it you know and, tremendous amount and uh, you know it. we were saying it, it goes through a formula like there is a uh, like kind of a comedy formula in this like of movies you've seen that are similar and um i didn't find it that humorous even though i know it's funny yeah but it's not laugh out loud funny every minute Do you no. get that like there's just there's many there's not many big laughs there's no. actually it's so dramatic yeah it's really dramatic but actually i have a smile on my face like the whole time and pete davidson i have to say he's an absolute delight like yeah. he just proved to me that he's a great actor yeah like a great dramatic act- actor he's really good and he's actually complained about snl before they're like they kind of they treat me kind of one note they always give me the same role and when i pitch ideas for sketches no one really listens to me he's just a stoner guy yeah and with the and, tattoos and now i after i see this i'm like oh the guy clearly has range yeah there's levels know. too to his acting to ability. his acting but uh yeah i mean everyone in this is amazing and uh, i was so happy i watched it because i yeah, was after especially after last week i'm like oh man it's so nice because spoilers did, did we even say I really liked the movie yeah we, we said we liked it didn't we? yeah okay but like I like both of the two movies we watched yeah. so it's nice to have positive stuff to talk about yeah. as well now, the only I want to just throw in something negative oh, because yeah. we're like 
just riding this. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah. It does kind of slump a bit. Yeah. It's two hours and 15 minutes long because it's a Judd Apatow movie. Yeah. So he has to be a little too long. Like all yeah. his comedies, except for the 40 year old virgin, mm-hmm. is a little too long. Yeah. And I just think he's very generous to himself where yeah. he's like, you know what? I know some people might look at that as a little bit of fat that needs to be cut off, but I like the, the characterization, or I like the character development in this little scene here or there. So he, he kind of allows himself a bit of fat. There's one scene in it that I actually noticed. His movies have a dad bod. His movies do have a dad bod. There you oh go. Oh my God. Wow, we got it. it. They're lovable, but, you know, it's still a flaw. Yeah, it's still a flaw. Yeah, <laughs> Leslie Mann's okay with it, but not every woman's okay That's with it. That's the best way of putting a dad bod now. It's lovable, but it's it's flawed. It's, it's still a, a dad bod. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but this is the least dad bod, I would say. Like, even though it's two hours and 15 minutes long, it's almost warranted, but it's yeah. not. It does slightly slump where you're going, oh, are we Miranda, uh, meandering? Yeah, meandering for a little bit there. Miranding is when you uh, get fucked by a girl called Miranda. Miranda, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's happened to me, boy. Yeah? No, no, oh. never, no. I don't know no. anyone called Miranda. I've never met a Miranda. Neither have I. And do they exist? Don't know. I remember the... Never mind. Have you seen one out in the wild? No, never. No, on TV I have. I have. I've had sex with Miranda in a video game. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Mass Effect 2. Is there okay? She's I'm not a gamer. She's but, uh, played by the what? She's her her voice. She does the voice for her, and she but she did the mocap and everything for her. It's oh, what's her name? She's in Chuck. Did you watch Chuck? No. She's a love interest in Chuck, and she's in uh, Handmaiden's Tale. Uh, Elizabeth Moss? No, no, it's not uh, Elizabeth Moss. It's not. It's the she's Australian in real life. She's oh, she's so good looking. Oh, I don't like Australians. I'm gonna have to look at her. You don't. <laughs> no, I'm no. <laughs> You love hey, the, Chris hey, Hemsworth. I was going to say, you love the Hemsworth. How dare you? Oh my you? God, that's a tree I want to climb. Yeah, I'll be, I want to climb any Hemsworth, except Luke. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> Hemsworth light? You mean Tor light? <laughs> Tor light, yeah. Tor on stage. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. It's like if you went to like... Poor one, guy. Yeah, one of those... Clearly the mother was like playing I know. away from home or something like that. I yeah. don't know what, what happened there. You know you go see like Marvel on Broadway or something. It's like the guy who would play him there, you know? Hemsworth. Yeah. That's all they have That's on all the they have on us, yeah. Hemsworth. With uh, Hemsworth. It's like, it's like that executive producer. Yeah. You know, of the Matrix or whatever like that. From it's the like producers that. who brought you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Especially when it's the executive producers who brought you. Yeah. You're like, come on. Oh. Christopher Nolan's got his name on Justice League. Yes, he does. He's an executive producer. So you could technically go, Tenet, from the executive producer of Justice, Justice League. League. Why don't you just use that, guys? Oh, yeah. Warner Brothers, it. use that. Use, for, use oh, ten, this would sell more tickets to Tenet, right? Tenet from the executive producer, producer of The Snyder Cut. Because he's technically a produ- sexy really? producer well, on that. Well, he has to be. He has to be. Yeah. He? he has to be. Yeah. Techni- no, I want Justice League. I want that Justice League brand on it. Uh, Yvonne Strahovski. Is the mocap for Never uh, heard of her. Miranda? Google, Not a real person. Look her up. Oh, she's a real person. All right. Her character. Her character in the game. This is so sidetracked, but whatever. We always y- get Yvonne, sidetracked. Who's? Yvonne Y V O N N E Y V O N N E. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> That's her. Um. Oh, yeah. she's in. Not. Oh, she's in. Uh, Chuck. And Handmaiden's Tale, I told you. <laughs> She's in something else that I've seen. <laughs> really? Those are two like famous. No, because I haven't seen both of them. Uh, and I've seen her many times before. She... Ah, Dexter. She's Rita and Dexter. Is she? She's Rita and Dexter. Yeah. Wow. She's his uh, is love interest in really the first few seasons. Oh yeah, she's delightful. Yeah. She, there's an episode where she dresses up as um as Laura Croft, 
and you're just rubbing the knees and you're fixing the belt and you're rubbing the knees again. You should really watch Chuck. Yeah? Yeah. I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, you should watch Chuck. Yeah, I'm um, a fan of hers. I Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I love that you're like, she's, I love that you were shitting on her. Like, I don't like Australians and everything. And then I'm <laughs> yeah, like, like, look, I, trust me. But yeah, in a video game, she did like the mocap for her and the voice and everything. And the character is literally, she's like, I'm genetically modified to be the perfect woman. And it's like, I believe it. Okay. <laughs> I believe it. But Fair yeah, enough. In Mass Effect, you can just bang people in it. And I'm like, cool, for, first time I played it, I was like, why, why, so, wouldn't, I, why so. wouldn't I bang them, bang her in this game? It's the only way it's going to happen. So. so might as well. Um, yeah, so anyway, the King of Staten Island is great. And uh, before we move on, I want to say this is perfect for VOD. Yeah, this I agree. Is, I think this would really struggle in the cinema. Me too. And I'm saying it, saying it as a fan of the movie, but totally. I really think it would get lost. If, if like, the Budweiser virus... Yeah. We're just uh, trying not to be demonetized here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If the Budweiser visor virus didn't happen totally. and all these other big movies mm. were coming out around s- summertime, yeah. I think this would struggle so much. This would be Struggle City. Totally. But and thank- it was supposed to have a small um, release, like a real small independent release. Yeah. And yeah, they obviously... I feel, I, f- do that. I feel like at a few independent film festivals, this would win a couple awards. Definitely, like, snatch up a few, you know? And it was supposed to debut. Yeah. On so- oh, I forget where it was supposed to debut. Look, Tribeca Film Festival. Tribeca, there you oh, go. Oh, sorry, the worldwide premiere was supposed to be at South by Southwest. Oh, so, oh it would lap something up there. It's, it's like, I think best it really well. Also, Pete Davidson would just be in his perfect Element. environment. He should do a stand-up. Yeah. To show what he was there. Because don't they do stand up? They then? do. Uh, Set by Southwest is everything. I'd love yeah. to go there. It's meant to be really cool. Austin, Texas is meant to be just a great place to visit. Also, after watching this movie, I want to go and watch his Netflix special. Yeah. His yeah. Netflix comedy special. Now, I watched clips of it and I didn't love it. I have watched it. It's it's okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I it's not great. Um, I, I couldn't tell you. I'd have to watch it again. I actually don't really remember it that well, you know. But well, Bill Burr's. Bill Burr's. Paper oh, Tiger. I watched Paper Tiger again recently. Paper Tiger, oh, it just holds up. Every Bill Burr special holds up, though. Like, sometimes you just watch clips of it, and then you're like, I'm going to watch the full thing. Yeah, Fuck guess it. I'm going to watch the guess whole I'm thing now. watch the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, thanks to the Miller Lite virus, it's... Uh, it's released on VOD, and that's definitely the way to watch this movie. Yeah, and, it really is. And uh, I actually think 71% is low for it, I will say. I do Rotten think Tomatoes. so. I do think so. Even though like, I wouldn't give it like a 10 out of 10. But no, God still, no. Um, it's up there. Yeah, I, I hope Judd Apatow makes something else that feels as personal as this one does. Me too. I know not personal to him, but personal to Pete Davidson. I think if you can find... Oh, I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> There's a load of Hennessy virus down yeah, my shirt tequila and everything, virus. tequila virus. But um, yeah, um, I think if he can find directors and he tells personal stories, but like... Oh, there it is again. <sighs> oh, more. That's a wet chest. That is a wet chest. Right? It was already a wet chest. Now it's covered in um, uh, Jaeger bomb virus and everything. Oh but uh, Not Jaeger virus, but Jaeger bomb Jaeger virus. Jaeger bomb virus specifically. Um, but yeah, uh, if you can find like people who can interject their own style into one of his formulas I think it'd be really successful like yeah. Trainwreck you know yeah I'm so afraid now his next movie is just gonna be here's another Paul Rudd super successful movie this man's a struggling lawyer <laughs> but like he owns the what you call it the firm you know? yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he's a struggling CEO hey man, he looks like he's got everything but guess what he doesn't have happiness. Yeah, he has erectile yeah. dysfunction. <laughs> Sometimes his dick doesn't work and his wife is unsatisfied. And his suits weren't pressed properly. Yeah. No. Anyway, we Paul, should move on. Paul Rudd's too busy banging Ashling B in that TV yeah, show that they're in. And making Ant-Man movies. Making Ant-Man movies. Ugh. Just living, having a great 50s. 
I know. <laughs> Peaking at 50, man. That's the dream. Oh, That's the dream. dream. Anyway, we should move on, as you said, to... Da Five Bloods. Da Five Bloods. I feel like an idiot whenever I pronounce I, it. I know. Da. Da Five Bloods. You're not cool enough. I am You're actually cool not cool enough. enough. Me either. I, I'm going to spoil a bit. In the opening, they have, like, photographs and everything. And at one stage, instead of the, it says the club in the thing, like on the little bottom of the picture. Like D-H-E. Yeah, D, no, D-A. Oh, okay. Instead of the, it yeah. says D-A. And I'm like, that's cool. I like that. I little, know. The, I like that little touch of throwing in the, yeah. like being consistent with it. The you know? club. Yeah, the club. So we actually got a Spike Lee Netflix movie. I love, I know Netflix has been actually trashed this year. When it comes it to original movies. Yeah. And this is the moment. Yeah. With this whole pandemic. Yeah. This is where they need to shine and be like, boom, 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 make it rain original movies. Yeah. While the cinemas are all closed. I know. And they've been struggling. Yeah. And I've, I've, I, I think I've watched like three or four Netflix original movies mm. this year. And there's been loads. Extraction. Extraction was really good. Yeah. That was a fun action movie. Yeah. And it was different. And Sam Hargrave. Yeah. Oh, recently... He's working as a second unit director on The Mandalorian, Mandalorian Season yeah. 2. Oh, that's going to oh. be a good fight scene. Out of the park. There it goes. There it goes. There, there it goes. It go. And it's gone. And it's gone. Hopefully he gets to do like a dark saber fight scene. And that's our uh, review of The Five Bloods. Yeah, and that's our right The Five Bloods review. We're moving on. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I think Netflix has been trash lately. I yeah. really have. It's just because all eyes have been on the streaming services. I also, know. Disney Plus dropped the ball. Yeah, they really did. The Mouse House. What mouse are you house. doing? What are you guys doing? Like Artemis Fowl, that's what you're putting out now. <laughs> we haven't even re- like we haven't even watched that, but ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. As an Irish person who read that book when they were a young adult, when you were supposed to read a young adult novel, very disappointed by that movie. And there's some big names attached to it. But anyway, yeah. back to Death Five Bloods. Back to Death Five Bloods. I was so happy to see a Spike Lee movie coming out. Yeah, me too. As I said, we got a Martin Scorsese movie last year, mm-hmm. and we also got a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. I love that all these big staple directors are coming on board coming on board it's because all the fucking moolahs on the streaming it's so service. much money like yeah. they're just like how much do you need yeah how, take it all yeah do you want to take some artistic liberties come to netflix yeah we'll let you do whatever Run you time, want whatever you want whatever you want just make whatever movie you want and we'll and you just got to let us put it out exclusively on our platform yeah that's it and this was supposed to have a limited run yeah in the cinemas so i can get the oscars yeah which by the way there is an oscar lock performance in this movie 100%. I want to get his name. At least a nomination. And we should get his name. Uh, this the five, Death Five Bloods is full of... I'm, I'm just going to call it Five Bloods from now on because I just uh, I just hate saying it for some reason. Um, but uh, his name... Delroy... Delroy Lindo as Lindo. Paul. Uh, Holy shit. He blew me away. This man's like 67. They're all in their 60s and they're He's amazing. He's 67. He's 67. He, it's just stupidly good. It's so out yeah. of this world good. He, Every- but he gets... Like, he gets an actor's wet dream was, of material. You know what? I was watching this, and I was like, when anyone reads the script for this, the actor's like, oh, I hope I'm cast. As, I want that. I, I, want, I want that, that role, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, I, everyone kills it in this movie, I will say. There's no bad performance. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of unknowns, which, again, I love. I love, like, seeing movies of unknown actors well, and no, everything. Some, some of them are, are big players, though. Well, yeah. You just haven't seen The Wire. Oh, you just yeah, haven't seen The Wire, okay? Sorry. I haven't seen The Wire. I haven't seen uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., He's Melvin oh, he's in the Mel- movie. He's, hey, yeah. That guy is awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, he's the guy from The Wire, though. You were telling me the mayor. I know it's him for a fact because I saw him earlier. Yeah, like, yeah, he's the shit. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. I actually love that guy. And now I love how that, like, The Wire has transcended pop culture. Mm-hmm. Where, like, 
he he's that character in little snippets of every movie he does now and I the minute he drops his shit I'm mm. like oh but you know Spike Lee loved that as well he's oh, a, of course he's a pop, of course he's a pop culture fiend that guy yeah um, and a cool cat yeah he's he looks cool. like Prince he does look like Prince yeah he's always in purple yeah yeah I know he's so colorful and in, in this movie especially like his eye for color and everything is so good more so than in Black Klansman which I would say is quite a muted palette for it is even though that could be my favorite Spike Lee movie I've ever watched. I I'd say so but I've got a limited uh, amount of knowledge when it comes to that director yeah me and too oh, I've watched I think five of his movies mm. and Old Boy is one of them yeah that's disappointing for you yeah. and for everyone involved in the remake of Old Boy where you recently went and watched Do, Do the, the Right, right thing. thing I did I need to watch that because that's supposed to be like his go to movie That yeah that's the that's the Spike Lee movie normally yeah when like you... his formative movie where yeah. he made a real impact totally and artistically like, and it, it was nice going from that to this movie because there's there's definitely elements of Do the Right Thing in it but especially in the colour palette and the directing style and everything like it's weird to say that his directing style is similar in one of his old movies and it's not consistent throughout all of them they all had he has his like niche moments like put someone on a treadmill or something you know yeah, yeah. but like definitely moving from that movie to this movie you can see a clear like pattern of directing style he's definitely better but he's got, he, is he now. really has a unique voice yeah. when it comes to directing like yeah. you he's got it's almost like an old school way there's mm. just certain angles where you know I'm see I, I don't know what I'm talking about yeah me neither I, I'm not a filmmaker yeah. but when I watch it I go I don't see that in every movie yeah that, that's what I'm saying and I appreciate that there's a certain angle I go yeah. I don't I haven't seen that and whether it's good or not from a directing standpoint I couldn't fucking tell you I couldn't you. tell you I like it but I appreciate it yeah exactly I appreciate it yeah. and one thing that they do is when so will we describe what it's about I know, I know oh yeah we'll people. give the synopsis of it yeah but um, it's these vets uh, from Vietnam yeah these guys who fought in Vietnam uh, it was five, five no, it was it, four living yeah basically they are they are a battalion of five African American soldiers who fought in Vietnam and they come back four well they lost them, yeah they lost a friend four of them come back to rescue but this is all in the trailer by the way so I'm not like saying at the end of the movie they lose a friend you also know? if you haven't watched the trailer don't don't watch it and just watch the movie yeah because neither of us saw the trailer and I actually we probably benefited from it we just read so. the synopsis yeah but uh, yeah they lost their squad leader and also they come so they come back to Vietnam to recover his body and bury treasure and bury treasure yeah. which it sounds lamer than it is yeah but it's like it's US gold yeah so um, that's like the general synopsis of the movie yeah and it actually seems kind of ho- very Hollywood yeah but it's so not yeah it's it's weird and you know I we should say and we should be serious for a moment like we were we were worried about watching this movie yep. because there was almost a pressure to like it from us you know like i know with every like this is a movie of the moment and and like it's uh, almost too relevant it's like so, it's, it's so right it, now it's so relevant for right now in the world and like it, the, one of my criticisms of the movie is because it's so relevant now it really dates it which may make it age worse but then again you know it, it can be a, it can yeah. be a time piece or whatever but anyway it's so this movie when you think about it, it is really relevant to what's happening now but then when you watch it you realise oh my god it's even more relevant than I thought yeah and but we were kind of worried especially as like people who are going to be reviewing this for people and putting it out in the world we were kind of worried that it's like I feel like I'm going to like this but I really I don't want to I don't want to, you know, get this wrong. You know what I well, mean? Well, it just, even though it's not true, it just yeah. seems right now that the pressure is whether you like it or dislike it yeah. says something about your character. Yeah. 
And I don't like that pressure. No, me neither. Because I would never watch a movie in that way. I would never watch that movie and be thinking of politics. Yeah. You know, like even if it's like something that you agree with or disagree with, yeah. I'm watching the movie. Unless the movie tells is talking about politics in the movie, and yeah. then in which case, I'm just you're just trying to appreciate the art of it. Yeah. And then it's so culturally yeah. relevant, though it's almost scary. Look at our look at our body language right now. We're just uh, tense. Popping and, and locking. We're really choosing. Our, look, we're just saying that you know. It, we were we were hesitant going into this movie because there was almost a pressure to like it. Yeah. Not when we didn't go in thinking we wouldn't like it. It was just there was this unspoken pressure we felt as people in a public forum that if we didn't like it, it may speak to something that is untrue or people may make assumptions that are. But then also untrue. because this is so relevant right now, yeah. liking it might seem disingenuous. Yeah, exactly. Which is so weird as well. Yeah. It's so it's like a lose lose situation. Exactly. And that was that was kind of how we felt for a while. And then there's one shot in it, and it's one of my favorite things. And after, like, when you're watching this movie, you're gonna know exactly what we're talking about. But it was just so fun and so good that it just broke me out of whatever I was thinking in my head, and I was just along for the ride. Is this for the Delroy's rest of it. What? moment you're talking about? No, no, this is no, no, no. This is in the beginning, towards the beginning. We were talking oh. about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, really, that's excellent. It, to, it, it, I know what you're talking it, it's about. It's so fun and so good yeah. that it just broke me out of whatever worry I was in, and I was like, I'm, I'm on board now. Thank you, God. You actually made a really good point, and I, I want to just repeat it yeah. so you don't forget it. Really, absolutely. But yeah. I'll give you props for it. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee makes these really culturally relevant movies and they're very racially charged. Yeah. But at the same time, he never he never ignores the fact that people still need to be entertained. Yeah. So he'll he'll package that. He put that in a really entertaining package. Totally. And that's what I love. Like the Black Klansman. Yeah. You're like, okay, like I understand you're getting political here and there. Mm. But at the same time, you understand that there's an audience that wants to be entertained. Yeah. As well as educated. Yeah, exactly. And he does it in this film just as he did in Black Klansman. Totally. Like, and that was your point. I don't want to yeah. no, no. props for that. I had forgotten about that. I had forgotten how smart I was, but thank you for reminding me. No problem. <laughs> now I take it all back. <laughs> no, but uh, he, he, yeah, that, that is really good. And like when you do hear the plot, it's funny because <laughs> I'm... You go, oh, it's that kind of movie. Yeah, you're like, oh, this movie is so typical. It's like, this should star Martin Freeman, uh, or not Martin Freeman. It should star um, Morgan Freeman and uh, like four other white actors or something like Michael this. Michael Caine, yeah, Las Michael Vegas. Kane. You're it's, saying Las it's Vegas. It's just leaving Las Vegas, but with Vietnamese soldiers and everything. And then you hear... That that was the original vision potentially for this. You this know? was a, a predominantly white movie, but it had nothing to do with the black GI. Yeah, because that's what the whole thing is about. Like yeah. it's all about the black experience during it, the Vietnamese War, Vietnamese and War. then then being vets later on in and life. To a lesser extent, what it the black like the black experience now today. Yeah, African is it African American? Well, it's just that you say black GI in it, so it's just oh, quote yeah, in the yeah, movie. You know yeah. that way. That is yeah yeah they do say that in the movie, but uh, yeah so it. It's uh, it is quite typical, and you know I like I I love the movie I I'm and uh, but like there's still problems with it like uh, there was a certain point in it where I was kind of like um I was kind of disappointed with how the movie uh, turned out not because it got worse as a movie or anything like that it's just it wasn't what I was thinking it gets slightly Hollywood for a bit yeah it turns into a movie at a certain point you know and I was kind of enjoying. 
these real people that yeah. I that I knew and they, I was almost like getting to know these guys and I felt like I knew them and everything and then all of a sudden they actually become characters in a movie you know and I I, I kind of lost something there but that doesn't mean the movie takes a bad turn like the no, movie's actually, great it just beco- it becomes more entertaining than yeah. anything else and it's so good it's it so just, good it's slightly at one point the depth is yeah. taken away a bit yeah you know because it's got so much depth yeah and then for a minute they kind of just relinquish mm. that and go hey we're going to entertain you for a while. Yeah. But overall, I actually really love this movie. Do you yeah. know what I, th- I find fantastic and so enjoyable? It's just seeing older actors pop. Me too. Because, you know, if you watch Las Vegas and there's another movie going, going, going in style. Going in style. I haven't seen it, but that's a Michael Caine movie. Mm. Is Morgan Freeman in that one as well? Yeah, I think so. And It's uh, just the old guys getting Alan back. Alan Alda. A rag, uh, Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin, it's that me, ragtag yeah. bunch of old fellas, you know, getting we're together. We're all old bank robbers, and we're gonna do one last score to save an orphanage or it's something, <laughs> you know. And it's like, but yeah. the problem is, even if I've only seen the trailer for that, Zach Braff directed that movie. Yes, he did. What the fuck? Yeah. And um, but anyway, uh, when you watch the trailer, you're like, it looks like these guys are just phoning it in, and they got a paycheck. And yeah. the same with Las Vegas. Yeah. You kind of going, oh, this could be fun, but. It just doesn't. It, no one's really truly popping. Like no. it doesn't look like anyone's doing any heavy lifting. And you watch this, and these guys just embrace the moment, yeah. and it's so fun it's to watch. So fun to watch, especially since the majority of them of them are in their sixties, and they're unknown. And you're like, Holy shit! To to an extent, they're unknown. I feel like I'm dissing their careers. I'm sure they're you know they're not all, but like to me anyway, they were most of them were unknown. Like yeah. I didn't recognize them. Chadwick Boseman is probably the biggest name in this movie. Uh, clearly, he's Black Panther. Yeah, he's Black Panther. And by the way. He's he is playing Storm and Norman, which is his character's name. They say it so many times. They're his their fallen friend. Their fallen friend, and he is like uh, he already has like Black Panther. We're talking about another like iconic African American role for yeah, him. Could you leave uh, some for uh, some other African American? Like he literally he's got he has like Black Panther, which is already uh, such a badass, and then he gets Storm and Norman as well, and he's another just amazing role and like and a role a, model as well do you know what? I actually really appreciated how they marketed this movie and he didn't have his name plastered all over it yeah yeah. which makes sense because he's not the main player it's the it's the four older guys the four older vets that are going for the treasure and the son and for and the son and yeah. the son he's awesome he's awesome that's Jonathan Majors yeah Jonathan Majors he pops. and I've never seen him before and I know and he's ripped. He's he's so ripped. He's, I, he's so jacked because he looks like a normal guy. His face, he's just not, he doesn't look like, I'm not even trying to diss the guy. He just doesn't look like a hill figure model. No. And then you see his arms yeah. and all, you're like, okay, okay. He's huge. He's a teacher as well. So he's a good guy and he's got. All he does is teach children and work out. And what work a good out. guy. He's like such a good guy. Um, And then there's other like, they have. I won't be able to pronounce the actor's name, but he plays the really bad racist, uh, Jasper Pakonan. Oh, gee, that's definitely not how you pronounce it. But he's he's the really racist guy in Black Klansman, and he's in this as well. He's a nice role for him. He has um, a really nice role. Uh, Paul Walter Hauser as well is in this. He's he's, he's uh, his father friend. He's his friend. And he's in Black Klansman. In Black Klansman. also uber, uber racist. Uber racist. He gets to play a nice role in this. And then... Melanie Terry is a is a French actress in this. She pops as well. She pops in many ways. She does. She's awesome. But everyone pops in this. Like the f- the five major guys are Eddie, Otis, David, Paul, and the son is what's Jonathan Jonathan Majors. Jonathan. No, no. But what's the character's name? Oh, David. David. So it's David, Paul, David, Otis, Eddie, Melvin, and then who's the other one? 
No, that's it. No, that's it. That's the five. That's bro. five. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. five. Yeah, the they're, four vets and the sun and the sun. They're awesome. Yeah. Um. Ch- yeah, but what? Sorry, I just wanted to make the point that yeah. Chadwick Boseman is. He's, a, he's the smaller character in it yeah. and I hate when movies do this where they just take the name have you ever seen The Next Three Days is that what it's no. called or Three Days Later or something no. like that oh, it's this awful movie with um, Russell Crowe in it mm. and Liam Neeson is in the movie for like three minutes mm. and his name was everywhere on it and Chadwick Boseman is not in this for three minutes he's in it for a, a lot more than that and he has a real pivotal role in it mm. but at the same time it wasn't like the Chad Boseman acting vehicle you know that way the starring vehicle for Chadwick Boseman and I actually appreciated that Godzilla. because he's yeah Godzilla all Brian Cranston Brian all Cranston of... everywhere yeah everywhere yeah you know and I, I that can be a bit disingenuous yeah. sorry I interrupted you no no but that, that yeah it's yeah. pretty much like what they did with Godzilla as yeah. well it's like Brian Cranston looks like he's the second lead in the movie totally and then he's gone yeah whereas like very early on in the movie in this like at no point do you think Chadwick Boseman is it's the, the main, main guy character. and he's Black Panther yeah. and Black Panther just made a billion yeah. and then he was in the Endgame and he was in Infinity War yeah. both made a billion you know so he's the, he's a humongous name right now yeah. and I like how they didn't abuse that name No, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of cool it's you know? nice it's, just like, it's respect I think they're just respecting the other actors who are doing the, the most doing work the most work of doing the movie doing work yeah, yeah. Um, I want to look is there any um, everyone we were saying everyone pops in this they have a guy called Vin and he's played by Johnny Tree Nguyen or what? I've never heard of this actor before, but he's just their guide, and he pops uh, for some reason. Everyone in this movie is just popping, which makes me think that Spike Lee is an actor's director. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I watch that, I kind of go, everyone seems to be doing work here, everyone and that's seems, great. Everyone seems to like him. You know, whenever yeah. whenever people see Spike Lee, they always go up to him and talking to him and everything. And it's Check like, out his Instagram, and they're yeah. all dancing like Spike Lee's dancing with the other yeah. lads, the vets in the club, and oh. it's so fun. Um. Yeah, the only one I think is giving a bad performance is John Renault. I actually I think he's sleeping through a lot of his lines. And Leon, for anyone Leon, who, the professional. who doesn't know who he is. G- Gene Reno or Jean Reno. Jean Reno. Jean Reno. Yeah, he's in Mission Impossible One. He's a guy holding the wire and that and everything. But he's I I actually I I don't like his performance. Now he is seventy. I he suppose. is seventy because I was going. Jesus, he looks rough. Sometimes you just think that actors are in a time capsule. Yeah, you know the way you see them. You know when you go, oh my god, that person looks like a real person all of a sudden. What the hell? Yeah, the state of them. That was the that was and, the case here. And then I see him that he's seventy, and I'm like, okay, he looks great for yeah. seventy, mm-hmm. but he's not. He's not great in the movie. He's not great in the movie. I don't think he looks the, half asleep. Totally. And the movie has some writing problems in terms of, uh, I think in getting characters to the point they need them in the movie I think there could have been smoother transitions there whereas it's when it just turns up to Hollywood for a it, second it's and a, it, it, it's a bit stunning for me yeah. you're like wait wait what, yeah. are, we, what are we doing it's yeah. jarring. jarring it's a bit it's jarring it's kind of jarring it's like oh we were seeing real people quick bit of Hollywood and now we're back to real people yeah. you know um, but even like get, uh, characters motivations change at some points as well where you think a character is one way and it's not that they change or that the movie is saying they actually have depth it's actually the writing of the movie puts them in one position to get them to yeah. a point so that they can then be in a different position throughout the rest of the movie. Just trying to say this without spoiling I, I know, it. I know. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. Yeah, but uh, I still really enjoyed it. Really loved it. I want to say artistically, the direction, like some of the moves that Spike Lee made, like for, and this isn't a spoiler, so all the the backstory, the Viet- the Vietnam War, the actual mm. war, it's shot in a different aspect ratio. Yeah. And it's all grainy, like it's real film and yeah. like film from that time as totally. well. Was it the seventies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, well, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, so yeah. it actually looks like it's made on actual film. Like I'm sure it's probably just software. Yeah. 
because it'd be so expensive to uh, shoot it on film. But mm. either way, I, I love when there's bold moves like that. So yeah. it's a different aspect ratio and it's real grainy. And then there's an there's a monologue as well in it that I think is gonna be it's gonna be gifted, you know, it's gonna be made a gift for f- fucking everything like Yeah, yeah. There's actors everywhere who are like, I've just discovered my next big monologue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm gonna be using that in auditions. And people are gonna be butchering it in auditions as well. That's oh, what, oh, big that, time. That's what I was thinking. I was looking at I was, when this monologue was happening, I was like, This is amazing and I know a load of actors are gonna go in and think like I'm gonna destroy this and just get it completely wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, and will I can I say about my cynical yeah, side when it comes yeah. to Netflix? And this is a, a very good point that I made where you are sorry. A very good point you made that I actually when you said it, I was like, That's one hundred percent true. Yeah. Uh, so we all know that the world is well, the, especially America is on fire right now. Yeah. And I just the cynical side of me is thinking that there's someone in Netflix that's kind of licking their lips, going, "This is the perfect moment to release this movie because it's it's uber uber relevant. Like it's it's this release date was uh, confirmed months and months I, ago. I was about to say it was locked in. Like it wasn't like they moved it up or anything. This was locked in for yeah. ages. And it just so happens that this movie is so racially charged that I kind of feel like there's some executives mm. in Netflix that are like, this is too perfect. Yeah. This time is too perfect. Like we're just going to get so much viewership because yeah. of this, because of this atrocity I know. that happened in America. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah it's... I'm not celebrating that fact, but like, and it's I'm uncomfortable even talking about it but you know that the the film industry is all about money yeah it's all about money and money talks yeah and yeah I know it's uh, they're like we're gonna get a lot of eyeballs for this like we were already going to for a Spike Lee movie but like it's 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 a great movie to watch and it's actually quite educational as well it's it's a great movie to watch the African American experience in the Vietnamese war yeah we're only saying as well like we're only saying that they were because like this is this is the perfect time to put this movie out because this movie is so educational and so poignant and so relevant to modern times you know and like that's what i said like a criticism of the movie would be it is of the time like of right now this movie and it's dated for that reason but spike lee goes out that's what makes it special as well totally and it's a bold move to make exactly and spike lee goes out and he's said and he's like you know he does this in do the right thing as well where he's like i could do the broad strokes and show you themes of what the world around us is like no i'm just going to acknowledge you these people live in the world right now i'm going to get specific i'm going to get specific about this and we're going to talk about some real world politics in this movie and yeah maybe it dates it but you know what that's what this fucking movie is it's, yeah. a, it's a stamp in time you know and uh yeah it's it's a charm to it and i will say it like i'm these movies have a lot in common like when we were talking about it the king of staten island and the five bloods they're f- kind of they have a formula that is familiar but it's full of such good acting and people who are bringing a new element to an old yeah. formula embracing the material and actually adding to the material adding to the material like in, especially in terms of dialogue and you know character interaction you know in this movie these guys they're they feel normal guys even when like movie things are happening around them they're kind of normal and yeah uh they it's not the way a movie with the same plot would be shot if it had a completely different class or from a different director you know it's and it's crazy to think that Oliver yeah. Stone was going to direct yeah. like, a, a white kind of version of this movie that was totally the opposite of what this movie is uh, in, but, in many ways. But when you watch this movie, you're like, I know exactly what that movie would be. Like, yeah. you can, I know, I you know. You feel it. You're like, I know exactly what that movie would be and I'm so glad it's not that. Yeah. Um, 
and it's the same with the King of Staten Island. You know, it's got a set playbook. It's the Judd Apatow playbook. But you know what? It's so charming, so unique, and so real uh, in terms of the dialogue and character interactions and everything that you're like, this elevates it above what it is, Yeah, really. literally every element, everyone who works on these movies are so present. Yeah. You know, that way at the time, no one's phoning it in. No. Actors and crew. Mm. And that's the most serious review you'll ever hear yeah. from us. Yeah, so... You know, we, we, we got lucky this yeah. week. Yeah, we, we ended two up with good two, movies. two good movies we liked. We're, we're, on a, we're on a roll now. We're on a roll. Let's keep it going. I'm watching oh, Artemis Fell. I was oh! going to say, I'm watching that later. So. I love the fells in the name. You can, you can just imagine all the puns that are going to come out. Yeah, I know. Artemis is so fell. Artemis at failed the, himself at the box office. Oh, I actually, you know what? Um, last week we were going to talk about Space Force and we didn't. Oh, and yeah. I actually wrote down some puns. Nice. And it just reminded me. Where nice. I, was, I was just like, you know, the... The person that's writing the headlines yeah, yeah. would so use these type of puns. Yeah. So Space Force fails to launch. Nice. So easy. Easy. So easy. easy. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I'm saying it. Lift off is a no-go for Space Force. Yeah. So easy. Mm. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so easy. And then Space Forced. Yeah, I like it. Because all the comedy is forced. Yeah. And then I was thinking to get meta with a Space Second. Uh-huh. yeah I like it I like it <laughs> anyway, this is great anyway I just thought of I what... just wanted to lighten things up for a second I, Space <laughs> we, we got past that review man Space Force attempts to shoot the moon but misses entirely oh I like it there's I another love, one that's like one it. that's one you see like you know, as you're scrolling through Facebook you know yeah yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm going for but yours are yours are, so yours are snappy it's so easy <laughs> Space Force throw it on a title put it out now <laughs> yeah. where's the newsboy yeah. <laughs> you know um but yeah, so we got very lucky this week with the two movies, and we highly recommend The Five Bloods. The Five Bloods is on Netflix. It's so, on Netflix. It's um, there. All of for you, the taking. all of you have it. Even those of you who don't have it, you have Netflix. Like you know someone who you has know it. someone who has it. You'll You're dating get it. someone that has it, or exactly. your friend has it. You, Go off to their house and watch it. You know the password it. to your neighbor's Netflix. Like just you'll find a way to watch it. Yeah. So everyone should check that out and watch it. Um, and then everyone should watch uh, the King, the King of Staten, Staten Island as well. Yeah. Um, and if you don't like Pete Davidson give it a go and yeah. you'll find you love him by the yeah. end of it yeah hopefully you like him by the end of it um, you'll definitely like Billy Burr oh yeah. Billy Big Boy yeah oh, Big Balls Burr Billy Big Balls Burr yeah buh, 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 buh. and um, yeah. yeah like and subscribe to Straight to Series nice yeah. Yeah. nice drop Check there out. we're not finishing I'm just like I just thought I'd throw that in there yeah if you like what you hear yeah, like and subscribe like and su- we're on Spotify we're on SoundCloud and yeah. we're on YouTube and Instagram and we're pretty much everywhere that yeah. you can find a podcast Basically. we're there if you want to go to Instagram we have a link tree that was one set up uh, by yeah, Ian bro. he's very proud of his link tree yeah and uh, yeah that'll give you a link to everything everything we're most active media. on Instagram yeah yeah uh, and uh, yeah, come and tell us what you think of these movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, you enjoyed them like yeah. we did. Yeah, I'll definitely talk about Pete Davidson and the Five Bloods and comments with people because they're good movies. And now you want to go into cruise control? Now I want to shift into cruise control, baby. Shift that boy into cruise control. So unfortunately, we haven't been able to talk about Tom Cruise in a while. And we've been dying to we talk have, about Tom we have. Cruise I've, any any day, any time. I've watched Mission Impossible at least four times since the last time we spoke about Tom Cruise. I recently Cruise. walked in on you talking to colleagues about Tom Cruise. Tom I was like, Cruise. we talking about Tom Cruise. Talk about Tom Let's Cruise. Let's hunker down. Let's do yeah, this. Exactly. And then I made everybody 
already very uncomfortable. Yes. I, I was just beaming. Yeah, so you were talking like, about Tom Cruise. We talking about his calves. So you, we'll, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? We talk about what shape he's in. We talk about what he's doing. We talk <laughs> yeah. about like like anything. I'll talk about anything. I'll talk about Tom anything. Cruise. And then I I if we shift to Rebecca Ferguson, it's the same. We'll only talk about her legs though. Oh yeah, yeah. She's just a pair of legs to me. Yeah, she's she's so talented. And all, all I can see is her legs. Yeah. All I can see is her legs. That's all I'm waiting for in every movie. I'm like, is yeah. she gonna get her legs out in this if movie? If they do an onward <laughs> live action version of it, oh my just god, just get her legs. Get her legs. Yeah. Just have, I could watch that all day. Oh man, that movie would be heaven to me. Subscribe. Yeah. You know what's not heavenly though? Fat Vin Diesel. There's there's our oh, one. Oh, there it is. There's our one per episode. That was a three pointer right there. That Hey-o. was. Yeah. Um. But we'll go back to an actor we like. Uh, Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise. He he. Speaking of shooting the moon, Tom Cruise wants to put a movie in space. And oh, you mean you know get George Lucas in on it? We throw a few blue screens up there, and get we George make... Lucas on his big neck. Yeah, yeah. We need a bigger room for his neck. We'll do it on a big screen. <laughs> no, no, we don't mean that. No. We're talking about Tom Cruise here, bitch. Yeah. He goes to space. He does his stone stunts, and if he that stones means stunts? his stone stunts, <laughs> and if that means going to space, he's going to go to space. No, Tom Cruise wants to shoot a movie in space with Elon Musk. And Elon Musk is going to back this. He's going to help him out with his is it SpaceX. SpaceX. And my God, if Elon Musk can name his child a mathematic formula, he'll certainly shoot a movie in <laughs> yeah. space. So, yeah, I am so hyped for this. We just found out that, well, it was last week, Doug Lyman yeah. has signed on to direct it. Which is... Now, Doug Lyman has had a pretty uh, amazing past when it comes to him and Tom Cruise. What has he done with Tom Cruise, Ian? Well, he's done everything with Tom Cruise. A little movie called Edge of Tomorrow. Ah, yes. With uh, someone with uh, Emily Blunt with triceps. Triceps. Oh, man. If we if we could make, like, the perfect woman, it's like Emily Blunt's triceps, Rebecca Ferguson's legs. Those I love are, how we're just, like, picking are, and choosing. Like, I'll take anything. I mean, I'll take the full body of I'll, either, I'll, those either of those women or yeah. most actresses, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah Doug Lyman is going to make this movie he's going to direct it mm. so we, the last time he worked with him though was on American Made yeah another fantastic Tom Cruise movie and they're so different from Edge of Tomorrow yeah to American or Lift Made. I Repeat as well or, sorry yeah yes, for American yeah. audiences yeah. We, it was called Edge of Tomorrow for us a much better name I'm sorry Lift I Repeat is a terrible name and then I think the there was this the working title was for the sequel was Live I Repeat and Repeat I think it was terrible awesome yeah um, anyway, Edge of Tomorrow uh, or Live Die Repeat, mm-hmm. yeah, such an amazing action movie. An American Made is like a quietly good Tom Cruise movie. Like it was well received, but like, but no one, no one really talks about it. Put it this way: every once in a while, I talk to someone and they go, "I watched this amazing movie last night," and I'm like, "Oh, please tell me more." Yeah, and they go, "It's this little movie called uh, Bloodshot." Unsubs- Fat Diesel. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. <laughs> unsubscribe. No, thank you. I've unsubscribed. <laughs> um, yeah, no, to be like, oh, I watched this movie called American Made. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it exists and like, no one's seen it. I know. It I w- made less than 150 million at the box I- office. I watched it on Netflix and I loved it. Mm. I was like, this is great. Why didn't I watch this when it came out? I've seen it in the cinema because I'm a badass motherfucker you who are. loves Tom Cruise. Yeah. And uh, I would lick the soles of his feet. Mm. Uh, because he, I probably live for an extra year just by doing that. Because oh, whatever he's doing, it's working. Oh yeah, yeah. Does he go to the same gym or the same medic as Paul Rudd? <laughs> Potentially, they've both made the same deal with the devil. Anyway, they're both eating baby fetuses. Hundred percent. That's 100%, what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm so I'm so glad that Doug Lyman is working on this with him. He's it's, the perfect. 
like guy who has worked with Tom Cruise to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's either that or Christopher McQuarrie, but yeah. he's booked up with Mission Impossible. <laughs> Mission Impossible's baby. Tom Cruise. And, and we don't want to. We don't want to distract him from Missable, ma- Mission Impossible work. Tom Cruise and him are like, okay, we're gonna sign you on, and you're gonna do like the, the Mission Impossible movies with me. And he's like, only do you want- seven and eight. Only seven and eight. You even- got to write and direct. You seven only, and eight. You only wanted to do two or even one, but like you know, we'll we'll do seven and eight with you. Do you want to write them now? And it's like, now nah, we'll just write them as we fill them. That seems to work out every time yeah, anyway <laughs> yeah, we'll, just, we'll make them as we go these movies that seem so well thought out and wonderful are just written on the fly I love when they're like oh we were just winging it like but you made a masterpiece you made a masterpiece one of the best action movies of the last decade you uh, made twice oh, and you were winging it you were winging it fuck yeah. you fuck you fuck you fuck you that's the type of person's like you know what I guess I'll take up skateboarding today yeah. and then they're amazing by the end of the week and you're like oh I hate you I, I had a I had a friend of a friend that was like that. He was mm. like, oh, don't tell me. Dixon's gonna... He's taking up guitar. But I can play guitar. And then yeah. he's so good at it. By the end of the week, I'm like, he's better than me at guitar. And then he did skateboarding. And he's better than me at skateboarding. Then he did piano lessons. And he was so good at piano lessons. Oh, for God's I'm sake. like, stop doing things. Yeah, stop being good at everything. Yeah. It's like Donald Glover. But now he's he- overweight and he just doesn't try anymore. And I'm like, thank God. Thank oh, God. Because nice. if he does try, nice. he'd be ripped and he'd be good at everything. That's a happy ending right there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. The guy, winning. Winning. Yeah, basically. <laughs> to, to use a Charlie Sheen phrase. Yeah. Winning. I'm, I'm better than that remember guy. Remember he was a thing? Oh, I remember. I'm better than that guy because he stopped trying. That's the way I always like <laughs> to win. Yeah, thank yeah. God for that. <laughs> yeah, I stubborned him out of it, yeah, basically. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've said it five times now. Tom Cruise doing a movie in space. We're He's so excited. He's doing it in space. In real space. Like, like I just... Is he going to hang on to the side of a shuttle as it breaks atmosphere? Was he reading my mind? You know what I mean? Was he reading my mind? I'm like, Tom Cruise has done everything but gone to space. But here's the thing. Like, it's not even something that was in my mind. I was like, man, Tom Cruise to do more action movies. But when it's like Tom Cruise in space, it's like, that's exactly what I want. I know. And by the way, let me just say this. And this is truly how I feel. I feel that Tom Cruise, and he is lost in this conversation. Yeah. He's the best action star of our generation. I agree. You know what? And like, and I love Stallone. Mm-hmm. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I loved Bruce Willis at, at some stage when at he used to stage. come to set awake. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I know The Rock now is that kind of guy, Jason Statham. Mm. But they're all the back of the bus when it comes to Tom Cruise. Yeah. I actually think, and no one really talks about him in that sort of way. No. And sometimes I'd like to believe, mm. just to pat myself on the back, that he's so above the rest of them mm. that he's just not thrown in. Yeah. to that category but, but if you look at his work his body of work over the last two decades he makes the most interesting but yet blockbuster action movies totally. the last four Mission Impossibles are like the most consistent action sequels yeah. of the last decade they're amazing they really are from three onwards yeah and it's how do they just keep getting better yeah it's he's he's got no more ankles to break by the way <laughs> like he's, he's a crazy man that was just one day where he only ate half to feed us for breakfast uh, yeah and exactly all, all of a sudden he was weak yeah well, really, when he bring ch- me back to my chamber <laughs> <laughs> he's dragging his ankle and everything oh my god the man's a hero I, I love Tom Cruise and I know he's supposed to be like a psychopath when he's not making movies uh, actually he's a psychopath when he's making movies too clearly yeah Send me to space. Even right, his last, the worst movie he's made in the last while was The Mummy. Mm. And yet he still, his biggest contribution to that movie was like, oh, you want me to make The Mummy? Well, I want to make this anti-gravity mm. um, plane crashing scene. And I want my character to have a bigger role in it. And 
you know what the thing I hate about that movie yeah. is why did not keep that for Mission Impossible I know yeah clearly that was a mo- that was an actual scene that he was gonna put in one of the Mission Impossible. I know one I, of the many Mission Impossible. I bet that Halo jump originally started like that in um, Fallout stop it stop <laughs> it you make me hurt even though that scene is already like it's out of this world insanely impressive it's out of this world Henry Cavill sabot- Henry Cavill real Henry Cavill sabotages or is it actually real Henry Cavill no oh, but it's, it's real not. Tom Cruise it's real Tom Cruise no Henry Cavill sabotage. They couldn't insure his mustache. They couldn't insure his fucking size, the size yeah. of him. They also thought if he hit the Earth, uh, it, it would be the another tsunami? another asteroid the tsunami? would break apart. Yeah, a tsunami with all the women. <laughs> Seeing Henry the Cavill. waves crashing in their pants. I'd love to know. Like, I actually haven't polled women. <laughs> Strange phrase. I poll women all night long. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! When I say. Do you want to take a take a dive on this D? What did I, I say at the beginning? What was the thing I said? I don't know. I can't my, remember. My D and your V? Yeah. And then they don't text back? And then they never text back. Yeah. What a bitch! And I said it <laughs> That's to... That's their natural reaction. And, and I said it to them in person, which is what's weird. <laughs> that know, they don't yeah. text back. Isn't that what you do? Is you look them intensely in the eyes. Yeah. Do you want you a D and your V? D and your V? Yeah. Oh, by the way, my, my name's Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that comes, I, a, I, that comes I, afterwards. I say my name is Ian as well. Oh, do you? Yeah. Shit. Damn it. Fuck. Messed it up. And then I blow a whistle and we reset and we figure out what I did wrong. No, they blow a right whistle. <laughs> yeah. They, do. they fucking run. What it is is, do you I want I keep it? getting pepper sprayed. What's wrong with these what's bitches? What's wrong with these people? Yeah. It's like, do you want a D in your V? But I'm in a, <laughs> but I'm in a club. So I was like, do you want a D in your V? And you get and pepper sprayed. like, I was trying so hard. I was trying so hard. Oh, I'm going to the bar to drink myself to death. Um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. He probably does a drink um yeah but unless he's blending baby fetuses unless, yeah. for his longevity i love we've established that in hollywood baby fetuses is the way to stay young yeah it is yeah. well i think that was south park that helped me with that one. was it yeah that's that what a- uh christopher reeves oh he's eating like baby fetuses to uh walk again like it, it's a pretty controversial episode because it's a south park episode Jesus christ yeah that's where my movie logic is yeah, coming from yeah I understand it's coming from pop culture so yeah exactly Um, I can't even remember what point I was trying to make we got distracted by well I know I was saying though the mummy I yeah. wish he kept that scene mm. for Mission Impossible yeah. but like that one major art, artistic or creative contribution that he made was like the best scene of the entire movie mm-hmm. yeah if you just watch if you, if you bought the mummy just watch that scene mm. oh and the sex scene with your one I always forget her name Blade Legs yeah Oh, uh, Giselle, or her character's name is Giselle, and Sophia Bucelli. Uh, Botella or so, oh, Bucelli? Yeah, so, I'm sure you're usually better Sophia at names Bucelli. than me. Yeah, she yeah. Used to, she used to Aaron, go out with uh, Robert Sheehan. Did she? Yeah, I've told you that before. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. What a man. I know. A leash boy. Robert Sheehan is like he's such a. He's so like the he's got the Mick Jagger body. He's a tall glass of milk. He is, but but he's so lithe and like really like he does the androgyny thing a little bit. He as does well. well, especially in the Umbrella yeah, Academy. They play it up, obviously, in the Umbrella Academy. But he's he's so, like, he's got too much charisma. I'm like, you know, can can I get a splash? Can of other that? people have? Can I a get bit? a splash of charisma for myself, please? please? I need it. Even, I need it because the D in the V is not working. It's not working. That for line's me. not working. No, it isn't. And my eyes can only take so much more. I yeah. never had to wear glasses before I started talking <laughs> to women. Now, <sighs> now I'm immune to pepper spray. Uh, yeah, it's just spray. They don't even work. Like I'm actually legally blind. These yeah. are just like they've no lenses in them. I'm just I just wear them because people think he must just have bad eyesight. But Tom Cruise is going to space, and I'm in love with this idea. Yeah. I'm in love with this idea, and I hope the Budweiser virus fucks off. And we get... He needs to make two Mission Impossibles and yep. is supposedly returning in September for oh, filming. Yes. 
And that's what Simon Pegg said, that they're aiming to return to filming mm-hmm. in September. But they have two movies to make. Yeah, I know they have two movies to make. And I hope Benji beats someone up in one of these movies. We've said this before. I, I love him. I love yeah. him. Will we move on? Uh, I know. I Sorry, I, I just had to stop myself from talking about Tom Cruise. Yeah. I need to put away my boner and move on. Yeah. Will we totally. talk about Tenet? Yeah, let's talk about Tenet. Because we talked about Tenet all last week. Yeah, We were basically. building it up saying all this pressure is on Tenet's shoulders. Yeah. Is it going to be the saviour of cinema? And Christopher Nolan is like, yeah. And Christopher Nolan, as we kept yeah. saying, saviour of cinema. Savior He's of just cinema. looking at the headlines. Oh my God. Yeah, baby. That's under Space Force, you know? Yeah. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Failure to launch or whatever we were saying. So it came down to a Mexican standoff. Chris Nolan, he's holding the guns up. He's saying, you're not moving the release date. And then the and Warner, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers are like, we can't release it legally. 205 million Please. we spent on this Christopher. Please, Chris. Don't make me do this. And, and he, then some genius, yeah. some genius in the back was like, how about it's the 10th anniversary of Inception? And then all of a sudden... How about we release Inception on the same day instead? All of a sudden there was silence and a tumbleweed rolled through and Chris Nolan turned and he went, what did you just say? (laughs) Move, what was it, Tenet back two weeks? But release Inception Inception. on the the 17th of July when Tenet was supposed to be there? As an anniversary? As a way to pat me on the back and jack Mm. me off at the same time? Interesting. Interesting. And Warner Brothers like, please don't go to any other studio. Please, please don't go because he's been, he's been making he's been in the Warner Brothers business yeah. for so long now. Yeah. All the Batman movies, totally, and Inception, Interstellar, and mm-hmm. now Tenet. Especially, and with- they're just like Christopher. You know, and you know Netflix is on I the was, door. I was just about to say, how much you want? Nef- there's, there's making a- it rain. There's a guy in a. Pimp- we got women. We got cocaine. We got money. <laughs> there's a guy in a pimp outfit sitting in the corner, and Warner Brothers are like clutching at Christopher Nolan's coat, and then he, and then he's like, you know, Chris, come over to us. We'll let the movie be as long as you want. We won't. We'll let you release it whenever you want. Whenever as well. you want. Whenever. Yeah. But Chris. But you know what, Christopher Nolan would be the guy like, I'll never release something on streaming because I love movies. He is. He's yeah. a purist. He is. He's a purist. Yeah. But he is the guy that would like, I know, yeah, you're, you're so right. You're yeah. so right. He never wants to see his movie yeah. on that small screen. Yeah. And even Scorsese was that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Until they said you can make a four-hour movie and he's like, only three and a half hours. I'm not a savage. Yeah, and I only need 165 million. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh so a genius that's a great point that mm. he's an absolute purist mm. in fact if you ever watch the side by side documentary and it's digital versus film made by the one and only Keanu Reeves mm. uh, in it he talks to Christopher Nolan and they talk about you know film versus digital yeah. and Christopher Nolan the, the uh, analogy that he uses he goes at one time I can't do his accent he's an Englishman anyway he was saying that at one time I used to buy these cookies from the shop and they, they were so warm. Well, not warm, but they were like gooey and soft. Like they just came fresh out of the oven. But then you read the back of the package and it's all just these chemicals that were that were um, emulating that taste. But it was fake. And he's like, that's how I look at digital versus film. And I was like, damn. Whoa. And at the same time, I'm like, David Finch is my favorite filmmaker. And he yeah. made a social network on digital. So shut the fuck up. But at the same time, I'm like, but you're Christopher Nolan. So I'll get down on my knees and suck your dick if yeah, I have to. Totally. If you have to. If I have to. Even if you don't have to, sometimes. Give me just, one of those cookies, by the way. Just you actually for sold me on that. Yeah. Those chemicals sound great. My, my, my mouth is moist. Yeah. Want some cookies, baby. Um, 
But yeah. But that's how he. So just to back up your point, he is an absolute cinema purist. I love it. I could actually hear his voice when you were saying that. He gave me goosebumps with that story. Yeah. It's good. But uh, yeah, so uh, basically, I think we've we've been doing skits and bits when we kind of hinted at what the news was. But basically, Tenant has been pushed back two weeks. Two weeks from it was the seventeenth of July, yeah. and it was too risky. It was too risky. Two hundred five million yeah. budget on this original yeah. movie. This is an unknown commodity. Totally. So the compromise is that for the ten year anniversary of Inception, we're going to re-release that on the day, on the date, and then two weeks later, Tenant's going to come out. Tenant's going to come out. And you know what? It is a genius move because say they weren't going to get people to the cinema for Tenant. Now people will slowly come back, see Inception, get excited about Christopher Nolan, and then go see Tenant two weeks it's later. It's perfect. It's yeah. actually perfect. And it's also a litmus test. If no one shows up... Boom, Tenet goes all the way back. We're throwing it back a year. Yeah. We're throwing it back a year. 205 million. Yeah. Fuck that. We're going back a year. And I think Warner Brothers, as much as I want to see this movie, yeah. just to understand what's going on. Yeah, I know. I need answers. I need I to need know. I need answers. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I understand. Yeah. Uh, and you got to commend Warner Brothers. I know it's Christopher Nolan. The guy uh, performs all the time. He's mm-hmm. so consistent. But at the same time, you got to commend Warner Brothers for saying, the here's down. 205 million. No, mm-hmm. like, like to actually oh, sorry. endorse and allow a movie, an original movie, that massive budget. Because totally. no other studios are doing that right now, except for maybe Netflix. Yeah. And Chris Nolan will never go there. Yeah. So. But, uh, I'm glad you made that point, though. I know, I always, he wouldn't. Yeah, he actually wouldn't, he wouldn't go to a streaming service. That's a really, a really good and obvious point that I was not even thinking of. I wasn't even thinking. But see, like, you're like, but he is the guy that will hold fast where, you know, the, the money, the check gets bigger and bigger. And you know that some people will fall for that. Martin Scorsese. And David Fincher. David, David Fincher's Fincher. next movie, Mank. And he is my favourite filmmaker of all time. Yeah. His next movie, Mank, is coming out. Actually, this is uh, news as well. Mm. They're saying that it, po- it possibly will be October this year on Netflix. Oh, wow. And he is my all-time favourite filmmaker. And he's in the Netflix business now. Mm-hmm. And he also made Mindhunter. Yeah. Which is one of the best TV series I've ever watched. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. I've watched most of the way through season two. They won't even officially cancel it. Yeah. They're like, you come back, Chris, or, or, or Dave, Davey yeah. boy, you come back whenever you want. <laughs> I love that. It's waiting for you. Like, like these like, actors don't have real lives. They're like, this TV series is You're so good. You're on hold forever. <laughs> You're on hold forever. No, I know that no, their contracts uh, ran out, but like, you yeah. know they jump back as well. Totally. Probably the best stuff that they've ever been Why in. Why fucking wouldn't they? Yeah. You know? Um, But yeah, so that's the news. Also, Wonder Woman was pushed back pushed as well back to October, October. Um, but Gal-, August. Gal Gadot said it's worth the wait and I just said yeah. you're worth the wait <laughs> that was my she th- is but god damn it keep her off social media oh yeah Jesus Gal you seen what happened when she did the what was it imagine imagine all the people like, stop 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 and now that there's another that one's even worse well, oh, let's not get so- into yeah. yeah yeah let's not get into that that's way too political for this thing it's way too political yeah. for my mind yeah but uh, anyway Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Straight to Series. Yeah, and I had a blast. Me too. And I'm glad we could watch two fantastic movies that we fully endorse. We do. We fully endorse them. I and mean, we actually really want you to watch them both. We not only endorse them, but we want you to watch them. Also, Pete Davidson has a cameo in Their Suicide Squad. Yeah. And I, as I said before at the start of this podcast, I wasn't on his side. Mm-hmm. Now I cannot wait to see what he's like. I know. In James Gunn's Their Suicide Squad. Oh, he's going to... I can't wait. So if that's any another way of promoting that movie is like, hey, you'll act. I think you'll enjoy mm. his cameo in the Suicide Squad. Is he gonna be even in, more? Yeah, is he gonna be in the haircut of the Suicide Squad that's coming out or the what? Yeah, exactly. Hunk and skunk. 
to Ooh, quickly move we on. We never did Hunger We Scrum. never discussed it. I think Monologue Man. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get the actor's name up again. Sadly, I've forgotten him. His character's name's Paul. It's so easy to remember. I know, I know. Yeah. And it's so simple as well. But Delroy Lindo. He is doing some serious heavy, heavy lifting. Like, yeah. oh, the material's great and all. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, does he pop. There's so many moments that I think will just become a gif. Yeah. So recently, I funny it's enough... Not, is it, it is gif, not jif. No. I always hear people... The original creator of it says it's jif, but the internet says, no, it's gif. You're an okay, idiot. Okay, well, I... Uh, there you oh, go. I bow to, down uh, to the internet. Oh, always bow to the internet, baby. That's... It's just where yeah, are it we cancelled you? Yeah? <laughs> we got we came close. Yeah, we're not, we came so, oh, close, so close, I'd say, but we so close. we may have tiptoed around. Away. It. I'm a word away. I've noticed, by the way, on this thing, I've been saying "baby" a lot. I said it a lot in the last episode. You I have said, been it said it, a few it and times. then I started saying it. Yeah, because I I, I I do like the sound of it though. I do like, I like the, the sound of it too. It just I da 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 baby. Yeah, but I feel like if I try and use it anywhere outside this podcast, it won't go well. It'll be like my put my D in your V baby. thing. Yeah, baby. All that sentence was missing was baby. Baby, and it's like hook line and for me to be attractive and you know charming or anything like that nah man that's overrated, <laughs> that that's is overrated. take it from a guy who's not who's all of those things <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> speaking from your mountain yeah um uh, thank uh, you for coming down master and um, but anyway i wanted to say about Daryl orlando it was funny for me because uh, his monologue in it is so amazing that he does but uh i recently saw someone i know put up uh a monologue a sort of one person play that they did and it's someone who thinks they're they're an actor that i know in real life and uh from the moment it starts they're acting you know when they're talking about something and they're acting you know thinking yeah. about it whereas in this i'm watching him and he's acting he's he is acting. putting it all on screen but i'm like i don't care this is awesome but it was just funny that's how it's done it's funny. That, that's a workshop. Yeah. That, that scene is a workshop. Like he in could do own. seminars on how to how to act in that scene. Mm. This guy is going to be. I think he's going to get so many roles out of this, and he's sixty-seven. I know, which is so weird. Yeah, I hope. I hope. I, I hope he wins the Oscar for it. Is it? Well, it, we. It's hard to say. It's because tough to say for it's, this it's year. It's still early on. Yeah. Well, it's mid. It's see. It's early on in movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like schedule because I nothing's know. come out. It's but it's not even for that. I just I want to know what his acceptance speech would be. I feel like it'll be something really good, you know. Oh yeah, I yeah. say it'd be impactful and yeah. political. That's what I think. You know? So, but I'd be excited to see that. But that's just me speculating and yeah. If you did it in the same kind of way, oh. the same sort of intensity, especially when and he, the camera pushed in and when he the hint of flavor and sass at oh, one moment where he's like, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's so good. Anyway, Delroy Lindo gets hunk of the week. Uh, who gets skunk because we've been so, we've been positive. so positive yeah hmm. and we can't give it to Vin Diesel he's no t- it's too easy it's too he's easy too large of a target I mean look at him target. yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> this is great um, let's give it to the movie This Is 40 <laughs> Cause I, that, I'm, I'm cool with that cause I'm that, so cool because that. that King of Staten Island review had a little This Is 40 fucking review inside it I'm unsure if I've ever stopped watching that movie you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> you will when you're 40 it's a, it's like a get out sequel yeah this is 40 years long that's what <laughs> yeah, it should be exactly. called right uh, yeah uh, thank uh, you guys for listening yeah thanks for listening and please like and subscribe if yeah. you like what you've heard yeah and you can catch us on all social media yeah. blah 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 sorry there, that's over. my butt plug yeah because yeah, um, yeah. it comes at the end and it's a plug for our show yeah I've just done that twice now yeah. baby baby 
yeah. so Tom Cruise is a masterful man. And he I is. love you, Tom. Love you, Tom. Uh, we will catch you next week. Love you, Tom. And we don't know what we're going to watch. We, we definitely will review Artemis Fell. Yeah. But I don't think that will be like the main thing of the podcast. Probably because not. who needs that? No, no one wants that in their yeah. lives. After we've had such a positive, fun episode, yeah. that I hope it translates as well, that uh, I really don't want to get bogged down with Artemis Fell next no, week. No, but, but so, I do want to talk about it. I do yeah, want to talk about it. I do want to talk about it. Just, I've, I just hate that we've already decided that it's terrible. Yeah. You know, but... It is we'll terrible. It's 90 minutes long, so I don't mind dipping in and out of that. No, totally. Because you know? I feel like just watching an ho- entire movie is just yeah. dipping into it, especially after watching uh, two and a half hours of the Death Five Blows uh, and yeah. two hours and 15 minutes of, of The it. King of Staten I Island. I, it shows how obsessed I am with runtime now. That's, that's fucking James Bond. It's, uh, James that's James Bond. Bond. James Bond has ruined me because I look at a movie's runtime all the fucking time. I know. I'm consistently like, Jesus Christ. Oh, shit, shit, shit. It's made me so aware of movies just going for runtime. Because of James Bond. And yet, the Death Five Bloods is two hours and I think 35 minutes long. It doesn't feel like it. Actually, well, for me, it didn't. No. I actually loved it. I was so entertained. Yeah. We should finish this. We should finish this. But this is our third time trying to finish it. But third yeah. time is the charm. Catch you next week, baby. Baby. I gotta stop. That's, that's gotta end. <laughs> I got something this now. It's my new thing. Baby. Baby.